Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This indeed you are is Fan Effect. Welcome to this episode of Fan Effect. I'm your host and producer, Kellyanne Halverson. We have a playful topic for you today, brought to you by the Megaplex Theaters, Utah's premier movie entertainment company. And as the Lego movie iconic song says, everything is awesome for American Fork Utah friends Jennifer Smart and Susan Earls. These mothers turned wannabe Lego masters can currently be seen battling fellow enthusiasts on season two of Fox's Lego Masters for the coveted title, trophy, and massive cash reward. Who knew a toy hobby could lead to such achievement? <laughs> Today we are joined by both these amazing women to talk about their love of Lego, building on TV, and the rewards of cooperative play. Welcome, Susan and Jen. Thank you for having us on your show. This is great. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, Now, I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves a little bit before we get started. Uh, Jen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in Lego? Uh, Yeah, hi. I'm Jen Smart, and I live here in American Fork, and I am a, a nurse, an ICU and ER nurse. I do trauma and open heart recovery. Um, I've been doing that for about 13 years. And I was home recovering from surgery Mm -hmm. one time. And I was off work for like three months, going crazy, super bored. And I decided to create a puzzle for myself out of one of my favorite toys from when I was little. And I created a mosaic on my kitchen table of my son's face. (laughs) And it turned out being like so popular and everybody was so fascinated by it um, that I started making more and more mosaics and then later on went to like making statues out of Lego and just seeing what I could do and I ended up uh, making a life-size Wonder Woman six feet tall and I ended up taking her to Salt Lake Comic-Con Fan X yeah I saw that (laughs) and it was just so much fun seeing everybody's excitement and reaction to it. And I just love that this toy brick, this this Lego that everybody has experienced playing with from when they were little, just brings us all together. And it's been fun elevating it to an art form. And then just to be able to be on this show, Lego Masters has been phenomenal. That is awesome. And it's actually how and where you met your friend Susan, who is your partner on the show. Susan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into Lego? Yeah. Hi, I'm Susan Earls. I also live in American Fork. And I've only been building with Lego for about 10 years. So when my first child was five, I started buying him Lego. And 
you know, we'd play with it together, but I would do most of the building. <laughs> so eventually I would take his bricks and start to make my own things out of them. And one of the things that I always loved to build or just look at play with were trains. So I started building, you know, a lot of my own little trains and things like that. And uh, I also like to reproduce buildings that I've seen, you know, something from history, even from a photograph. So I spend a lot of time studying photos, trying to translate that into Lego and just, you know, had fun with it. Just do what I did, what I could. And it was a lot of fun. That sounds great. And what's been fun learning about both your stories is you really encourage uh, joyful play and and creation for this art. Uh, Susan, you said you started playing and building as a mother with your kids. Can you talk about how Lego has really helped to bond you with your kids? Yeah. You know, Lego's become just a huge part of our family. And, you know, it wasn't in the beginning. We started with, you know, a few little bins of Lego and eventually it, it became a whole room and we would just build together. At the time, it was like a, a pool table. We took over my husband's man cave with the Lego. <laughs> and the Lego so cave the now. kids and I, yes. So my kids and I would just build on top of this pool table and just build great big cities and have a train running around it. Oh, wow. And we just had a lot of, uh, a lot of great times with it. And, you know, even in our current home, it's in more than one room. You know, it's in all of our shared spaces and it's everywhere. It's just it's just one huge part of our life that's just become maybe another member of the family, I guess. Oh, I love that. And it sounds like it's really connecting you guys together. How about you, Jen? How has Lego helped you literally build uh, relationships? Lego builds relationships in so many ways in my life. And just to speak about what Susan was talking about. Coming into Susan's house, you're just instantly happy. Like you can see <laughs> all of her builds everywhere and you can see her little models that she's made. And sure, she's got some Lego sets put together, but you can also see the unique things that her and her kids have done. Mm -hmm. And you just can't help but get giddy and excited when you see what people have done with this 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 toy, that these Lego bricks. And um, me for me personally, I've had so much fun, including my kids, in my big projects. Mm -hmm. And it's actually when we first met Susan, uh, my daughter and I were building Wonder Woman at um, a county fair, a Utah mm -hmm. County Fair. That was the Utah County Fair. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was the Utah County Fair. I wanted to say state, but that's not right. The Utah <laughs> County Fair. And um, our Lego group was there. So Susan and I are both part of the same Lego club, if you will. It's called um, a LUG, a Lego users group. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lego company, the Lego group, has um, these LUGs all around the country. And every state has a LUG. And ours is ULUG, Utah LUG, right? Mm -hmm. And so Susan and I both belong to that club. And we were t uh, showing all of our Lego off at this county fair. And I was building Wonder Woman with my daughter, and so we were only up to about her hips. So we had like all of her legs done, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and that's when I first met Susan. And that was like two, three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Who knew it would lead and to, to a been, television competition? <laughs> who knew, right? You never know. And it's We had like, no idea. <laughs> no idea. And be, because we... Uh, Sure, we take like the details of what we build seriously, mm -hmm. but that's about all we take seriously about this. <laughs> Everything is like we're trying to insert humor and fun 
and it, you know, just into these builds, and we're trying to include as many people as possible, and we show off to each other. Like, I came over to Susan's house today to do this podcast, and I brought a little building that I had just made just so I could show it to Susan, just so I could show off and just go like, hey, Susan, look what I built. And so it's kind of that fun. And it's like, well, what can you do with it? And what, look what I can do with it. And what did they build? And, and so literally the best thing about Lego Masters uh-huh. was being able to see what other teams were creating. I was so curious to see what everybody would come up with in these various challenges. And it's just so uniting and so much fun. And everybody wants to get involved and get their hands on, on the Lego bricks and see what they can build. And it's just great. I just love that this is my life right now. This is fantastic. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. And I love that sense of imagination. You really can do anything with a Lego. Um, I used to work at a daycare center when I went through college. And my favorite thing was when I was in the, the kind of elementary age group was to pull out the mass of Legos and we'd build whole neighborhoods. <laughs> That's always my go-to is yeah. building houses and neighborhoods. And, of course, there has to be water next to it and boats and stuff like that. So we would build these big, massive things. Um, so as, as you guys have been building together – what have you been building together to lead up to the television show? Our mountain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the things, you know, we started with were just experimenting with little small projects, small mm-hmm. things, because, you know, we didn't know what we were going to be facing during these challenges. So we built small flowers and trees and, you know, little houses. And one of the larger things that we worked on together was a mountain. You know, a mountain that represented maybe some of the mountains around us. Mm-hmm. I think in the back of it had a little Timpanogos cave with the heart of the mountain in it. Mm-hmm. And things that represented us. Mm-hmm. That was our biggest project, you know, just right before we went to Lego Masters. That's neat. And Susan is great at, like, the landscaping. And so she did this phenomenal, like, granite work to make this mountain look so good. And then it had, like, snow-capped tops. And it had a little tunnel, and so I built a little train and a little bridge that represented Susan, right, because she loves trains. Mm-hmm. And I built, like, um, a silo that's around us in the valley right here. And, uh, of course, I, I built the temp caves in the back with all of the, the stalactites and the stalagmites and then the heart of the mountain, all crystalline in the back, this little cave. So cool. And, of course, it had me and Susan hiking up the mountain. <laughs> and uh, Susan was first because she's a much faster hiker than I am. Oh, no, Jen. Awesome, strong. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. It, it, it was just like all these little things that represented us. And we included Delicate Arch, a little yes. miniature of Delicate Arch in this build. And so um, this ended up being something that we actually took to set with us. We packed it into a suitcase mm-hmm. and, and took it. Lego Master requested that we bring that. And so it's actually in our little promo reel of me and Susan building together. And I just love that this, this mountain mom theme is what... <laughs> We got we, we got we got to roll with because we both love being outside mm-hmm. and we both love being healthy and eating healthy and we both love our vegetables and it's like all these mom things that just t- totally it's it's us it's so us and so it was just perfect representation and I love that we got to build that together. I think that's so much fun because like I was watching your preview and, and you're like yeah we're Lego moms but we're also going to be Lego masters like you you really lean into that identity and that that funness of it and how how great that you guys are able to come together and and meet at the Utah uh, Ulug Utah Ulug 
<laughs> Utah users group. Utah lug. Utah lug. There you so go. Lug. <laughs> uh, and yes. be able to to do that. Do you guys like have any dream builds that you just are itching to build together one day? Yes, we both have like so many crazy ideas. Uh-huh. Um, so I will answer yes to your question, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure specifically what's going to pan out. Uh huh. We both have such different building styles and uh-huh. different building tastes. You know, Jen is so artistic and, you know, everything of hers is like a work of art. And, you know, my my building's more basic. So I think the plans we have might be different. (laughs) That is not even true. I'm looking (laughs) at Susan's build right now and they may not be three foot tall, but they are incredibly detailed and they are phenomenal. So think like minifigure size, Uh like the little Lego guys, the, the minifigs. The little person. And that's the size, yeah, that's the size that Susan builds. So she builds, like, her buildings to accommodate these minifigures. And in order to build that size and to get the detail that she does, you don't realize how difficult it is to do these micro details. It's just phenomenal. So you get in there and you, like, you want to, like, zoom in close <laughs> and look at how, how did you do that? How did you make this shape? How did you do that? And it's just phenomenal. So, yes, we both have really different building styles, but that is why we were the perfect team for Lego Masters. We both could see the challenges from two different directions and merge in the middle to create and and, and conquer these challenges that they gave us. Mm -hmm. Well, I have different ideas of what we want to build, but I love the challenge of building on this minifigure scale with Susan and building that mountain together was so much fun. And I would love building something larger with her too, like maybe a giant building, you know, maybe, maybe another mountain with buildings on it or a cabin in the woods or oh, I don't know. So cool. Oh, yeah. We, we can definitely, we can definitely merge our styles and come up with some phenomenal stuff. And we're looking at visiting different conventions, Lego conventions across uh-huh. the, the country as pandemic ends and people are opening up more. And so you may see collaborative builds for some of those conventions we'll see oh that's so neat yeah well is there utah conventions or, or are you kind of mixed into um there is a local utah convention uh-huh. i believe it's in sandy mm-hmm. at the mountain america expo center it is called brick slopes and i do believe they are selling tickets now online at brickslopes.com Oh, cool. So instead of the, the ski slopes, uh, it's the brick slopes. Yes. That's fun. <laughs> it's brick slopes. And it's it's an amazing convention, fun to bring the kids, lots to see, you know, games to play. Uh, it's just a really fun time for everyone. Susan and I will both be there. Oh, awesome. Susan and I will both be there at Brick Slopes. And uh, if you've never been before, basically all of us from around the state get together and show off our fun Lego builds. And so the public gets to come in and wander around and look at all the amazing things that we've built. And so my life-size Wonder Woman will be there. I will have some of my giant portraits, my mosaics there. And then a bunch of us from ULUG will get together and maybe put all of our buildings together and then put, Mm -hmm. like, giant train track around it and that sort of thing. And so there's, like, the cityscape and cars. And, yeah, so it is so much fun to come and just look at what all the possibilities are with these 
amazing Lego bricks. And so you've got to definitely come and check it out. <laughs> well, I just looked it up real quick. It looks like it's August 27th and 28th um, at the Expo Center out in Sandy. Um, that just sounds awesome. And particularly since it looks like last year was canceled because of the pandemic, that it's just going to be so much fun to come out and to, to celebrate again. And even one thing, as I was as I was researching for the show, it looks like one of the few benefits of the pandemic is that Lego sales just surged as people like turn to this creative outlet amid their quarantines. Um, so there's a lot more people taking on this hobby than there were last year. And like they're putting out some really cool kits. Uh, I saw that there is a botanical set with like different plants you can make and succulents and things like that. So that's just awesome. (laughs) Do you have um, any advice for these new budding Lego enthusiasts that are just taking on this hobby for the first time? Yeah, my advice would be build what you like. Build what you're interested in. That's important. You need to like what you're building. I mean, I couldn't go and start building what Jen does because it's just not my thing. I know Jen could start building building because she's amazing. She's got this wonderful building right in front of her. (laughs) That's adorable. Uh, But yeah, build what you like and just build big or build small, but you know, do what you like. Just have fun. That's awesome. Well, and Jen, you even uh, told Utah stories. You said, get an awesome Lego friend and practice. Uh, don't just build from Lego sets, and but try new techniques and build things uh, without instructions. Um, do you have any more advice for those that are just jumping in to, to play with this wonderful toy? Yeah, I think you should do exactly what Susan did. Mm-hmm. She took things from her life, the things that she was interested in, whether it was an old photo or you know, the blender on the kitchen counter, whatever you're, <laughs> you, you wonder, well, there's a lot of us that'll just be like, I wonder what that would look like in Lego. I wonder if I could build that with Lego bricks. And so that's kind of how this, this starts. And when you go to a convention like this, you get a little bit of everybody, people who build minifigure scale, people who build teeny tiny micro scale, that's like half minifigure size, you get people who build giant things, and then everything in between. And so you really get to find your niche and what's interesting to you and so if you love building lego sets off the shelf yeah come check out a convention go online and see what other people are building and you're going to find what you love and you're going to find something that really piques your interest and brings out the artist in you and that's what i love about this amazing connective brick it really connects us all because there's so many different things you can do with it it's infinite just like our imagination is infinite. What you can do with this Lego brick is also infinite. And so it's just the perfect symbol of human artistic talent and ability. And I just love it. It's a wonderful way to connect us all. Oh, I love it. It's art. It's connective. It's relationship building. That is awesome. We're going to go ahead and take a bit of a break right now. And we're going to come back. And I want to hear more about your guys' experience on the show. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to this episode of Fan Effect. We are talking to Utah Lego moms turning Lego masters on season two of Fox's Lego Masters. We have Jennifer Smart and Susan Earls with us today, locals from American Fork that are just building some amazing things with Lego bricks. Welcome back, you guys. Glad to be back. Yeah. So we talked a bit about your journey into the Lego fandom. uh, And without spilling too many details, we want to learn a little bit about your journey onto Lego Masters and competition on the show. Now, I'm going to ask, which one of you was uh, the first to think of joining this show? Oh, that was Jen's idea. Well, Susan, Susan, did did you have an interest in going on the show before I approached you? I had received messages online that I thought were fake, uh, just like you did, and I yeah. that was the biggest contact that I had before before you. Like messages from the actual show producers or from production? From, yeah, really. From so they actually I, went out yeah, and found then, you. Wow! So you yeah, thought it so was that's fake. what happened? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I just ignored them, fake, and I I guess Jen didn't. <laughs> I did not ignore them. Um, I. I got similar messages. Um, I was recruited by uh, the, the casting producers to do this show. And the messages, when they first sent me, they contacted me on my Instagram and on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. And at first, I totally thought it was fake. And so before <laughs> answering them, I went and I checked checked it out, right? And uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is a show that they're doing in the UK. And they, oh, they did a season one, you know, in, in Australia, because this was a year and a half ago when uh-huh. they first approached us. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Oh, this is brad pitt's production company yeah i'm in <laughs> all right so then i contact these guys back and i'm like um sure i think this would be very interesting so tell me more about it and so they were right at the end of casting for season one mm-hmm. and it was a crazy fast process susan jumped on board like right away mm-hmm. and i needed to find another mom that could take you know two months off for filming and that's a big ask oh, yeah. of any mom anywhere right and so um, I was like, uh, dude, and Susan jumped right in and was like, yeah, let's, let's do this together. And so we were doing video calls. They flew us out to L.A. for casting challenge is what they call it, where they had us do like a three-hour build and a four-hour build. And so we were in this room with all these other people who ended up being on season one. Uh-huh. And so like Boone was two tables behind us. Sam was the table right behind us. And so... Boone starts singing and I would join in and other people around the room would join in. And it was like, that's exactly how he was. It was just totally fun. I don't know if you've seen season one. And the day they called us, they, they called me to tell me uh, that my casting producer that we made it on the show. Wow. My husband and I were driving home from primary children's where we had just received a diagnosis of cancer in our 10 mm. year old son. Mm-hmm. And I explained, here's what's going on. I withdraw my name. We're not going to Right. This is like everything right now. And so they were like, oh, my gosh, Jen, of course, you know, no problem. Uh, They kept in contact with me throughout his chemo. He's doing fantastic now. No problem. Mm -hmm. And they literally saved a spot for us on season two when my son was was healthy and everything was ready to go. They contacted us and was like, how's it looking? How's he doing? Right. You want to try again? And we were like, yeah, we're in. And so we got to be on season two. And it was like so cool that they but they saved us a spot and it was so cool that they wanted us on their show. And it was, you know, it's kind of like, dude, I, I don't know. Are, are we this good? Are, are we good enough to be on Lego masters? Cause everybody from season one was really good. And so it's just like the self-talk, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we did this. And I'm so glad that it was 
Susan that came with me because she is so incredibly tall. Um, she balances <laughs> out. She, I'm like ADD bouncing off the walls, coming up with all these ideas. And she's like this calm, steady, just strong woman. And it was so perfect. Our styles are a little bit different. Our temperaments are a little bit different, but our communication was on point and key. And we just get along so well. And so it made for a phenomenal team as we were going in, in into this show. And so we were just so excited to be there. It was great. That's so cool. And, and Susan, what about your journey onto this show? How, how did you feel when, when Jen was like, yeah, let's do this? It was all very scary thinking about <laughs> doing this. You know, I'm like she said, I'm a little bit of a shy person, not quite as loud and, you know, talkative as she is, but I embraced it and we went through it. And, you know, I, I could not have done it without Jen. She is definitely the creative mind behind the team. You know, she is amazing. And when you put the two of us together, it was great. It was kismet. It just worked out so wonderfully. And it it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to be. We really had a good time. Oh, that's great. There's a quote from, I think it was Supergirl. And, you know, doing things when you're scared is what makes it powerful, is what makes it bold. And I think that's wonderful going on the show, even if you were nervous about it, just to show off your creativity, to show off your art. And it's been fun watching you on on the season so far. We're we're three episodes in. Can you uh, discuss a little bit about, uh, you had that nervousness, Susan. What was it like when you actually got there? How did you overcome that nervousness? So I think Jen and I just relied on each other to, um, you know, we both had different strengths. And Mm -hmm. so I relied on her to focus on, you know, this part of the project. And, you know, I would tackle this part. And together, you know, we just kind of made both of our skills Mm -hmm. mesh into one. And it took a lot of the stress out of it. You know, there's things that I could not have done on my own. And you know, having her there was a huge stress reliever. So, you know, she was really, she was really what made it fun and less stressful than, than I guess it could have been. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, And I will counterbalance that by saying I could not have done this without Susan. (laughs) I absolutely needed her there. So let's just look at the first episode. Sure. So for our listeners who haven't seen episode one, the first episode, they actually had to make a parade float and had to have a bit of movement into it. Yes. And just to give you, you were talking about Supergirl and Mm -hmm. um, how courage when things are hard and when you're scared. Mm -hmm. And so first episode, we actually got behind all Mm -hmm. of the other teams as we were trying to finish this challenge. And here's where um, Susan's strength really came into play. So I was hyper-focused on getting this build to have this technic movement of this, the swan wings opening up. And I really wanted that on our float. Mm. And Susan was like, Jen, are we taking too much time? How much time do we have left? And when you're building, you've got, I forget how long that challenge was. Susan, do you remember? Was it eight hours? Are we sure it wasn't 14 I, I don't I'm remember. Sure. It was a long time, but not so, long enough. Yeah, that was like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So we had all this, you know, so many hours to do this build. And it sounds like a really long time. But when you are behind and you're behind and you're behind and you're behind, at what point do you finally say, I'm going to give up? We are going to change, you know, just mm-hmm. not, forget it, right? We're done. We're, we, we've already lost. We've obviously lost. That point 
was never hit by either one of us. Neither one of us ever said we're throwing in the towel. Neither one of us ever said we're behind everybody else. We don't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. We were both all in every minute of that whole competition. And there was just no keeping us down. Mm -hmm. Like I knew we were behind, but I was going to do my best. And same with Susan. She knew we were behind and she was going to put in her best. And we were both super encouraging and super, our, our communication skills are like top notch. We should literally like do a podcast on <laughs> communication skills. And I think part of that was just the experience of being moms mm-hmm. and knowing how to integrate family relationships and, and that sort of thing. Um, not only smoothing things over, but getting things done. And so both of us together, and we did phenomenal for that. Like we were not eliminated that episode. We, mm-hmm. we held our own and we did okay. And it was close enough that it really lit a fire under both of our butts. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, here's what we're doing. We were already like making plans for the next challenge. Okay, here's what we're going to change. Here's what we're going to do different. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to allot our time better. And we were both just in that creative, let's constantly reevaluate what's working, what's not working. And there was no room for giving up. And even though we were scared and it was you get a little nervous being out on that set with those big giant cameras and that big, you know, production going mm-hmm. on and, it's like a big deal, but so much fun. And we just kept keep telling each other, we're here to have fun. We're here to have fun. And we just kept that playful, creative headspace the whole time. And it's just so much fun. Well, and it shows you guys look like you're having an absolute blast on the show and not just working with each other, but even with your the other teams you're competing against. Everyone just seems so supportive of one another and being able to, to just kind of help each other to, to support your, your love of, of the Lego. <laughs> Uh, what did you like about working with your other competitors? Were they nice? What were what was that like? I loved all of the other teammates. I mean, there was so much talent out there. It was it was a little intimidating, but everyone was so friendly and so encouraging. You know, it almost didn't feel like a competition because we were all there together. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not cutthroat. We weren't, you know, pitted against each other. We were supportive, and if if someone needed a part and someone else had it, you know, they would give it to you. It was just everyone was so kind, and now they are, they're basically, you know, our family. We've made this whole new family that um, we'll have for a lifetime. Oh, that sounds like so wonderful. Being able to, to learn from each other and to grow with each other. When even watching the um, the final part, you know, in episode two and episode three, when, you know, who's going to be eliminated. My heart was a little sad watching people go. And usually I'm, I'm more of a yeah. rooting for something. But this watching it, I'm like, oh, this is this is hard. <laughs> it was a tearjerker for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it first- was definitely hard to let our our friends go. And we knew going into the competition there were going to be eliminations. That's mm-hmm. just yeah. part of the show. We, we all knew that going in. But having their playtime cut, mm-hmm. saying, okay, it's time to go home now. And it's like your friends are leaving. And uh, when Don and Jack got cut, we cried and hugged mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes, just just not wanting to move on. We didn't want to let them go. And same thing with Tim and Zach for mm-hmm. For episode three, we, we did not want to let them go. We we had created this wonderful family. And one of my favorite parts of the show was when we were all standing um, in our positions on the riser in the middle of the set while the crew was resetting to get ready for the next judgment call or to get ready for the next challenge. Well, while we're standing all together, 
we're talking with each other. We're asking each other questions. We're finding out about each other's families and lives, and we're joking with each other and ribbing each other and asking each other about Lego experience. So we really bonded. And that's one of my favorite times being on that set was being in riser positions, just chatting with our castmates, the other teams. Um, just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing bunch of creatives and everybody's collaborative attitude of, I want to see you build the best that you can, right? right? When we get eliminated, it's going to be because everybody's is just a little bit more shiny, mm-hmm. not because, <laughs> right? Not, not, we didn't want to see anything, you know, get destroyed. We didn't want to see anything break. We didn't want to see anybody fail. Um, we wanted to see everybody do their best mm-hmm. and then leave it on the judge's shoulders to decide who was going to go home. That's, that's how we wanted that to play out. And we were just vocal about that from the beginning. We wanted everybody to do great and it really shows. And so the whole cast is just astounding and they're just so amazingly talented. So much fun to watch. Well, I loved how you described it as, you know, cutting your playtime short. I bet that was just amazing having access to so many Lego bricks just to play with and to, to learn from each other and build just amazing things. Yeah. Five million bricks is what we had. And that I can't even fathom how many that is. I'll never have that many again. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounds awesome. Um, So you talked about learning to work with each other. You talked about how much fun it was to work with your your competitors and the other teams. What did you guys learn about yourself on the show? I learned so much about myself. I learned that I had courage deep down that I didn't know existed. And I learned really to smile. I learned to smile more where I was just afraid to a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and just be myself and do the best that I could, you know, but most of all, it was doing these things that I didn't have the confidence in myself to do before. And I just went out there and I did it. So that was a surprise for me, just, you know, mustering so much of myself that I didn't know existed. Oh, that makes me so happy. These challenges in life, it really does that. It helps you to learn more about yourself. And it sounds like you just got a lot of creative confidence while on the show. Definitely. <laughs> what about you, Jen? What did you learn from the show? Um, I build much faster now, having been on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't take as long to make decisions or to, you know, changing things back and forth because of the show, just learning how to cut my time short. And so many things I, I learned about myself. And it was something I knew I could do um, instinctively, but it, it really played a part and really came out mm-hmm. in, in the show. And I really leaned into the strength was creating the space in my head for creativity to happen. And when you are stressed and when you're worried and when you're concerned and you're in this challenge, that all of those stifle creativity. Mm-hmm. And in order to stay in a creative space, you have to stay in that fun space. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be in gratitude. You have to be in love and in awe of what amazing things everybody's building around you. And so by just making sure a conscious effort to stay in that headspace during this whole competition, um, that's how we were able to stay, you know, on time and just beat that clock and um, keep coming up with amazing, fun things. And it didn't matter. Um, Episode three, we were so far behind (laughs) again. Um, We were so far behind that 
Brickmaster Jamie, when he came up to the table, he didn't think we were going to finish our building in time to even make it to the shaker <sighs> plate. Mm-hmm. And that was a legitimate concern. And he said, we have a quarter of our building done. We'd only build up a foot and we have to build four feet tall, mm-hmm. a quarter of the building done. And we only had a quarter of the time left. We only had two hours left. That build was an eight hour build. And so me and he left and me and Susan like had a little powwow and he, we're like, he's right. We've got two hours left to get this building up. What are we going to do? What are we going to cut out? What are we going to sacrifice? Where do we need to focus our efforts? And we just started laying down brick. And mm-hmm. as we were doing that, I'm standing up on a chair. They had to be four, yeah, four feet, feet. Right? Wow. So I'm, I'm standing on a chair, like building this thing. And my chair was a little bit wobbly. <laughs> well, I start dancing. I start dancing on this <laughs> chair up there. And we just, that was the kind of attitude we both took into this. Yeah. We're the underdogs in this, in, in this challenge. Yeah. We might not make it to the shaker plate, but we're going to put all in and we're going to have fun while we're doing it. I think that was literally the key to why we had such a great time is just because our, our united attitude about let's keep this creative space fun. And that was something I knew I had, but I didn't really know I had it that much. And so that was kind of a surprise that I learned about myself on the show. That is awesome. I, I love it. So the producers of the show actually reached out to you, finding you on, on your social. Can you share with us those handles so that um, our audience can find you and follow your creations? Sure. All of my socials are Jen Rain Smart. That's J-E-N-R-A-I-N-E Smart, S-M-A-R-T. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of my socials are that. And then my um my, my blog and my gallery online is jenrainsmart.com. Awesome. And how about you, Susan? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook uh, under Susan Earls. You can also find me on Instagram under Lego Mom of Two. Oh, I love that. Lego Mama too. That's been wonderful. I'm so glad people can, can find your work and, and uh, explore some of your artwork and gallery. We're going to go ahead and uh, close up this segment and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the Utah Lego scene and, and how people can join your Utah Lego user group and your experience there. Uh, so hold on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of Fan Effect, representing Utah on Lego Masters, uh, Season 2, Jennifer Smart and Susan Earls of American Fork. We have them joining here today uh, to talk a little bit about their fandom and how connecting Lego has helped them connect to the greater world. Now, you two actually met at the Utah Lego user group, ULUG, um, for awfuls. Uh, There's a lot of phrases and vocabulary here. Adult fan of Lego. Yeah. We're apples, uh-huh. not awfuls. I mean, some oh, of us are awful, but we're apples. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> can you tell us about how people can can join this group and what it's like? Yeah. So if you go online to Utah Lug, and that's just L U G dot mm-hmm. org, you can find the website, which will um, have some registration information. It will show you different events a blog, forum, basically everything you need to know about the club. And what I can tell you is the club meets about once a month. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's the third Saturday of every month and we get together and we do a draft and we get to bring a little build and uh, just talk, you know, news in the club. Mm -hmm. And then maybe four or five times a year, we get to gather at one of these big shows like Jen and I met at, you know, whether it's at the Utah County Fair or Thanksgiving Point or, you know, a train show or something. (laughs) We all get to come together and display what we build there. I love it. I don't know. Something something in me loves the idea of having show and tell again as a grown up. <laughs> and I just yeah. think it'd be so never fun. never grow out of it. <laughs> it'd be so fun. Like, I made this. Like, that sounds amazing. And it sounds so supportive of each other. Uh, what are the ages that um, are in the Utah Lug? It's an adult fan of Lego club. Mm. Children are allowed. I believe you have to be 16 with a parent to be a, a dues paying member. But, you know, Kids can, you know, come with their parents as long as they're supervised. But, you know, 16, 18, um, at those kind of ages, you you are allowed to join. And if you're 16, you're actually called a people, a, a teen <laughs> fan of Lego. Oh, so much vocabulary. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Jen can tell you all about snot. Ask her about that. Oh, okay. I have to. Jen, uh, I've heard there's something called snot I need to learn about from you. <laughs> Snot is one of the fun Lego acronyms that we have, and it stands for studs not on top. And so some Lego brick um, have the studs on top only where mm-hmm. you connect and interlock the bricks and you can build tall things. Um, but Lego has also made some brick where they have uh, studs on the sides, and that's called snot building. So you can build out and in all kinds of different directions. And so wow. snot is one of my favorite ways of building tiny details and, and that sort of thing is just so much fun. And so, yeah, so we call it snot and everybody giggles about it because the kid in all of us think uh-huh. jokes like that are funny. Um, but we never go out of that. There's, yeah. No, we, we don't. We, we pretend that we do, but we really don't. Um, <laughs> but we really love to like definitely show off what we've done and say, Oh, look, look how I use this technique to do this. And because we all build, we understand the difficulty, the level of difficulty of that. And so we can appreciate each other. So if you want to like check out some Lego things happening in Utah mm-hmm. currently, so we've got the ULUG that you can join and we meet monthly. Um, you've got uh, an exhibit going on right now at Thanksgiving Point. Lego artist Sean Kenny does these giant sculptures, which I totally dig, um, <laughs> these giant sculptures, and they've got displayed all around the park at Thanksgiving Point. And I think he's only going to be there until um, like August or something like that. You August can double check the dates 28th, on that. August 28th, 2021. Yes, you can go and check out these huge birds that he's done. And it's just, um, I believe the the exhibit's called Nature Connects. And it's just phenomenal. I, I'm so inspired by work that Sean Kenny has done He's, he's just amazing. And then there's um, a few Lego stores that you can yeah. visit up and down the valley. So, of course, we've got the Lego store in the mall, up in um, the mall, Fashion Place Mall. And um, that's always fun to go and visit. And then we've also got, like, uh, used Lego stores mm-hmm. throughout the valley. So there's three of them. They're called Bricks and Minifigs. Mm-hmm. And you bring in, basically, your old sets and you trade them in uh, for store credit and get new sets. Or you can just buy bulk bins of Lego 
and go build whatever amazing creation that you're working on. And it's a lot of fun to meet people, and it's a lot of fun to do, like, little activities. It's a lot more geared toward little kids, and so that's awesome. I've, I've been to Bricks and Minifigs before. I went on a, a blind date once, and even though the date didn't really work out, I had so much fun on it because we went to uh, <laughs> Bricks and Minifigs in South Jordan, and we looked at all yes. the different sets, and we're playing around and stuff, and we each built minifigures to represent ourselves. And while, like, he was meh. I, I love my minifig. It's actually on my desk right now. It has a microphone, an energy drink, yeah. and, of course, a battering. So, you know, it represents me quite I well. Love it. <laughs> I love it. That uh, is awesome. <laughs> it is so much fun. You can, yeah. You, so they have, like, all kinds of programs. And the South Jordan Bricks and Minifigs mm-hmm. is, um, I, I work really closely with them. I've done a couple of huge art projects in oh, cool. collaboration with them. Um, we built, like, uh was a five foot tall cell phone mm-hmm. for Sinclair oil, this big, huge sculpture, <laughs> um, Sinclair gas. And it was just so much fun to work with him. Um, the owner of the store. And then I've also done with him a, uh, a steam video course where we uh, teach science, science, technology, engineering, oh, cool. arts, and math using Lego. And I just love that I got to film. I actually filmed that whole series with him before I went and did Lego Masters. And so you can get that online. And we've got teachers involved with that and core curriculum standards being met. And it's like an online experience where you can interact with your teachers and you turn in your assignments and all that stuff. And there's all these little videos of me teaching theme with Lego. And that's my passion. I absolutely love teaching it's something I've always been into, and that that's just great. And so on top of that, so what's happening this week in Utah concerning Lego, in Orem at the Sierra Center for the Arts, we are showing Lego Masters the upcoming episode. We're having a live watch party. You can come for free, and we're in a conference room upstairs at Sierra, and we're all going to watch episode four together. And so tonight at 7, meet me at Sierra. <laughs> and we will have a live watch party of episode four of Lego Masters. And I will do a little Q&A at the end. Um, you can ask some questions. My art's being displayed in the gallery there right now. So you can come and see my life-size Wonder Woman. You can see my three-foot-tall Mario. You can see my mosaic portraits that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of fun. So and we cool. all get to hang out together and geek out over Lego builds. It's, it's great. Cheering oh. together as a crowd. Mm-hmm. eating popcorn, watching Lego Masters. <laughs> well, and I think that's what's so fun about being here in Utah is we are so supportive of each other's fan culture. Even even if it's it's not our cup of tea, so to speak, you know, we don't yuck each other's yum. We let each other experience what we love. What has been your, your guys' favorite thing about being part of this fandom in, in this unique Utah supportive fan culture? I think one of my favorite parts is getting to see what everyone else can build. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are like a huge number of extremely talented people that, you know, live nearby here that Mm -hmm. can just do amazing things that would blow your mind. (laughs) So getting to see what everyone else can do is so much fun. My favorite thing about fandoms Mm -hmm. is when they merge together. I love mashups. That makes my brain so happy. (laughs) And so when I'm at FanX and I see, or Sally Comic Con, and I see, um, mashup costumes, cosplays, or when I see artwork that mashes two completely different geekdoms together. I love that. That just, that makes me so happy. And being able to do the same thing with Lego has been a lot of fun too. 
so one of my mosaics is Aquaman. And so I've mashed DC, of course, and, and Lego. And I've created Jason Momoa's face awesome. out of Lego. <laughs> and then another, you know, of course, building Wonder Woman out of Lego also mashes the two fandoms, right? Mm-hmm. And I've got a mosaic portrait of Lady Gaga. So here I am mashing pop culture and Lego together. And just I've got some Marvel characters. I've got just so much. I, I love mashups. And so that's like my favorite thing. And the fandoms here are so incredibly encouraging and we want to see what everybody else comes up with too. Like mm-hmm. the curiosity level is top notch here in Utah. And I think that's part of the fun of, of being here. We definitely find our tribe mm-hmm. of people that are interested in the same things as us, but we also deeply appreciate other people's artistic skills, even if it's not, not our, our bag, right? So mm-hmm. much fun to see everybody excited about so many different things. It is just great. I love living in this state. Oh, I love it. And I'm so excited you guys are out there on the show representing Utah and, and being, you know, kind and creative and fun and playful at it. You know, I really think it's it's representing us pretty well here. <laughs> All right. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, we're so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been wonderful. Everyone else out there, go check out Lego Master Season 2. It's available on Fox. It's available on Hulu. um, And you guys should go watch it and check it out. And if you can, head out to Sierra. What is it, Sarah? Sarah Center. So it's S-C-E-R-A, Sarah Head out to the Sierra Center for the Arts, and you can watch some of the watch parties with them and explore their different art pieces there. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and sometimes arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm your host and producer Kellyanne Halverson. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com, kslpodcast.com, or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you would like us to explore? Let us know by messaging us on our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. <laughs> All right, guys, that was oh, dude, so awesome. much fun. I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> Woohoo! A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.